everybody. This is Issa Cosette, the producer and host of Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that uplifts great people on their journeys. This week, we have a very special guest, Jewel Tobert, who was an artist, global designer, strategist, educator, but most importantly, the founder of Art of Hearts, Inc., which is a wonderful nonprofit that is redefining arts education by making it accessible to primary schools in rural areas of sub-Saharan Africa. Through the provisions of art supplies, art clubs, and educational products for both teachers and students, they recently just launched the Out of the Box campaign that just has seven great books and also an art activity book. And I'm so excited to just learn more about Jewel's journey and how she was able to expand her passions to create spaces for people around the world. Hey, Jewel, it's an honor to have you as my first guest of 2022. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Of course. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Jewel Tolbert. I'm a global design strategy and innovation consultant. And pretty much what I do is I use research strategy and design to create solutions that have business or social impact. So what that means is just drives businesses forward and makes people lives better. So I focus a lot on human-centered design and inclusive design, and my work is heavily focused on the technology and education sectors. I'm also the founder of Art of Hearts. Um, the official name is Art of Hearts International, Inc. Um, we are a nonprofit organization founded in 2014 that is redefining arts education as a progressive learning tool for primary school children in uh, the rural areas of sub-Saharan Africa, but also just advocating for arts education as a whole. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be here. That's so wonderful. And I love how you're creating solutions. You're making, like you said, life better because you're using your life's experience to be able to give back to inter internationally, really. And you've created this lifestyle centering art design, like you said, tech and education. What sparked, you know, and really maintains that this fire that you seek and being, being able to progress in this world? So I started Art of Hearts in 2014. Um, I was going back home to Liberia after 20 plus years. And my mom and I were going back home and I'm like, well, I've always been the artsy type, right? So in school, everyone knew me as like the artsy girl to draw or paint or whatever. And um, I always did like art contests or like book making contests and like, you know, just creative things. Um, so much so that I continue that love for art throughout my schooling um, in high school and college. And I was going back home for the, f the first time, as I mentioned, after 20 plus years. And I contacted a few schools and I'm like, hey, well, I love kids and I love art and I just want to come interact with the kids, you know. And so I bought a bunch of art supplies. And when we landed in Liberia, um, it was around like Valentine's Day 2014. So the workshops were centered on self-love. And so the activity was to kind of fold a construction paper in half, trace your hand by placing your thumb on the crease of the fold and then cutting that. So that when you cut out the hand, it, it forms a heart. The two hands form a heart. And I just had all the students write and draw all the things they loved about themselves and all the things they were excited about in that new year. Um, but while they were working on that, I noticed that there was a lot of 
just excitement around having the actual tools to create. And it's not to say Liberia doesn't have art supplies. <laughs> don't, don't, don't run that back. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying that the influx of it and the, the abundance of it, like how we have it here, is not the same. And uh, here we have like glitter pens and glitter glue, you know, like all the quirky, all the cool things, all the cool um, art supplies that we have here, they don't have it there. And for most of them, education itself is a luxury. So when, you know, their families can afford to send them to school, they're focused on the core subjects like math and English and writing and history and science and so forth. So much like in America, when there's budget cuts or no funding at all, they cut, you know, sports, arts classes and things like that. And so I didn't quite make the connection then. I was just observing and I really, really, it really touched my heart how excited they were to even have the tools to create and have the range of supplies that we provided in that time. So when I came home after that trip, I'm like, okay, I saw the impact and the feedback was great. So that's when I created Art of Hearts. And initially when we started Art of Hearts, it was focused on art therapy. But after going back and doing a lot of workshops in Liberia and also Ghana and Belize, we found that especially in Africa, when we're talking about art therapy and we're doing these workshops to help these these students open up using these art activities and tools and all of that and express themselves. I found that while it was helpful to express themselves, it was kind of taking them back to the traumatic times in their life. And so fast forward, there was a workshop in Liberia and um, we took art supplies again. At that point, it was still art therapy. And the teacher came to me and said, what is the point of this? And I was like, um, and now the New Yorker in me was like, what do you mean? You know, but um, I had to take a step back and I had to realize that in these rural areas, like I mentioned, art, I mean, uh, education is a luxury. And according to the hierarchy of needs, a lot of basic needs aren't being met, you know, so people are trying to think about where they're going to get their next meal or clothes or, you know, water or transportation or money or whatever the case may be. So that's why I said, okay, how can I make sure that art and arts education is not seen, it is not seen as just, you know, something you play around with and draw and color and it's all of the stuff is really important. And it's been important for me in my life as well. It's been a very integral part of my life. Um, and to be honest with you, I was very fortunate and blessed to come to America at, at the age of five. So had I not, I would have been just like one of those students in Liberia or Ghana or, you know, whatever the case. And a lot of schools in the rural areas, they don't have much from the resources, supplies, infrastructure, for example, like when it rains, there's no light, the school floods, they can't go to school, you know, like all of these factors to consider. And so I'm like, okay, I have to reposition arts education as a basic need because it's important in helping just 
students and, and people in general gain life skills. Because of that conversation I had with the teacher, I went back to the drawing board. I'm like, okay, how can I make art of arts sustainable? Because every time we would go, we would take art supplies, like I said, have all these workshops and we would leave the, the supplies there. But when we would, would um, travel back home, you know, they use the supplies for what they want to, but there was no kind of structure for them to go off of moving forward in an attempt to make the organization sustainable, you know? Is this something that's going to kind of reach a national level or is it just a, of the way how you're running your organization? You know, like, are you guys well, interested right in maybe changing like the like curriculums in Liberia or is it just like you said, how are you guys gonna structure um, AOH? Yeah, I mean, okay, so at a government level, it's a lot, <laughs> you know, the education sector in Liberia is not where it needs to be. Um, and I would love to have a hand in influencing that. But also we work with schools and organizations where um, we have our arts clubs within their schools. So we provide our own lesson plans and our own, you know, books and art supplies and teacher training manuals, teaching the teachers how to facilitate these workshops. Because on my research, um, I found that primary school teachers aren't really taught in arts education like that. It's very basic, um, especially in the rural areas of Africa. And, you know, like in the urbanized city areas, you know, they have the international schools with the iPads and all the technologies and all these things, right? But the rural areas, they don't have much. So um, while having, you know, a hand in the policy making with the government would be great, I find that we make impact by going straight to the schools themselves and, and just in general working with other organizations. That's great and rich. And I love, like you said, that not only are you now um, integrated in, in schools and organizations, you're providing the training and the material and the lesson plans like that. I just like was like, oh my God, like, you know, the background. So I love this. I love this. Um, and just, just yeah. tracking the growth and, you know, the changes and awareness um, and making things accessible and also preparing, you know, and giving that development and training, not only for the students and, and impacting their future, but also for the teachers. Um, what can you say is your greatest accomplishment since starting? I would say the books, because as I mentioned, the books were in an effort to make the organization sustainable right so we're using arts education as a tool for learning life skills through the books the books are like multi-layered with like all these amazing things so the characters themselves are crayons so each crayon has a color and each color has a personality according to the psychology of color right and all the crayons are named after their color. For example, we have carmine, which is the red crayon. Carmine is a, is, a, is a version of the color red. And we have violet, which is the purple crayon. Kobe, which is short for cobalt blue, is the blue crayon and so forth. But we're also kind of trying to um, demolish or change perceptions on what society tells us you know, how, how things are supposed to be. For example, 
the blue crown is a girl, the pink crown is a boy. You know, society tells us that girls need to be in pink and boys need to be in blue. I don't believe that. Um, there's a yellow crayon, which is a girl with short hair. And then there's an orange crayon, which is a boy with long hair. Society tells us that women are supposed to have long, flowy hair. And I personally have had short hair for 10 years. I've been growing it out, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe that. And I believe that everyone is unique in their own right. And the books are really teaching us how to embrace our uniqueness, but also the power in our collective impact. Um, so the teacher in the book is a crayon box <laughs> and it's like <laughs> the crayons came out of the box. You get it out of the box is, is the series name. I love it so much. <laughs> but also thinking out of the box, right? To expand your mind, expand, you know, just your thoughts and your knowledge and just really like, you know, get creative, get messy. And so each of the books, there's seven books, um, one book per life skill. So we have the, well, there's no order for the books, but we have, um, we have collaboration, we have creativity, we have critical thinking, curiosity, confidence, compassion, communication. And then we have a art, artivity workbook um, that has arts education activities for each of those skills um, in the workbook as well as, as well as like coloring pages and things like that. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited about it. It's been doing really great. It's on Amazon. People have been buying it. I'm very, very proud of it. Um, the very first iteration of the book I made was in 2016. It wasn't very successful. You know, I had like a Kickstarter campaign and I try to reach out to like literary agents and all of that, but no one really responded, which was fine because they gave me motivation to expand the idea and make it a series now. And so I decided to self-publish and it's on Amazon. Um, I'm working on getting a bulk printer where I can redirect the sales to our website because Amazon <laughs> takes a cut, but it's fine. It's all good because I'm very proud of it. And it was very important for me to put it out last year. I need to order these books. We got to figure out if we can translate them to give them to different countries. We got to figure yeah, out. Like, exactly. That's, that's definitely a goal as well. Translating it to, to different languages. And yeah. although the organization is focused on, you know, Africa, the books are for everyone all over Africa, all over the world. It can be in Chinese, it can be in Italian, French, whatever. Definitely a goal when people hear about art of hearts and when I, talk about it, you know, because we do workshops in Africa, they think, oh, it's not for us, but it's for everybody. You know, uh, arts education is for everyone. Creativity is for everyone. And yes. I really wanted to make sure that we're using arts education in a progressive way. Like, okay, you want to use art, you want to use art to just draw and color, be my guest. Our workshops are not necessarily to teach these students how to be artists. If you want to grow up and become an artist, that's awesome, you know, but it's more so using this fun and engaging activities, you know, to teach life skills and make people understand that art is just not 
drawing and coloring that it can be something substantial, sustainable, and really um, help people reach their full potentials. I definitely see that. And it's like with being progressive, with like living outside of the binary limitations or society's expectations, like you're making a way. Um, and though, like you mentioned earlier, even with the first book, like there's trial and error and everything. And we're here to learn and here to expand. And so like, even now, like this is amazing now. And I can even imagine what you're going to do next year, 10 years from now, you know, as you continue to move forward and make space for artists and young artists, you know, and older artists, because you're not, like you said, only not teaching and helping only the students and the young and the youth, but you're also helping, you know, our teachers of our age and older. And so this is just a cycle that's going to keep repeating, keep moving forward. And so I'm excited. Um, and I hope, you know, to be able to be a part and be able to give back in any way. But new year, new blessings, thinking about all that you've been able to accomplish and all that you're aspiring to do. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? Oh man, I, I don't know about you, but 2021 was hard. <laughs> so 2022, I'm just focused on um, maintaining my own personal peace, but also scaling, uh, scaling artifacts, scaling the books. I did mention that it's on Amazon and it's self-published, but I want to get it in local stores, local bookstores all over the U.S. and even internationally, if possible, this year. Um, yeah, just scaling the organization. We're, we're starting our first pilot using the books and using the books in the workshops um, in Ghana because we have a great rapport with the school in there. So I just got back from there, kind of laying the groundwork for that. So just launching the pilot, scaling the books. I say we'll see where it goes. Oh, it's gonna go good and it's gonna grow and you're gonna continue. Like, I'm just so happy like to be able to sit back because though I've been following you from afar and like, you know, digitally and be, you know, um, I have I've never got the time to really sit and the more that I was just reading about like all that you've done, I'm like, I should have asked her from advice when I first started traveling. Like I could have been campaigning and changing, but also like, you know, we all have to go through our lives um, lessons. We all have to be able to fall and get up and fall and get up, you know, until we realize and how we find it on our ways. So before we figure out how you're on your way, I know you have a poem to share with us today. I do. The Invitation by Araya Mountain Dreamer. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing, it doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, to be realistic, to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can 
disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betrayal your own soul. If you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it's not pretty every day. And if you can source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours or mine, and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary, weary and bruised to the bone and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me what you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else feels, falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. Thank you for that invitation, you know, to call us in to ourselves and our desires and our needs because, and even when you think about what you're doing with Art of Hearts, you know, you're not trying to think about what society says um, about our, about being able to put in education about just the future, about what happens in Africa. You are allowing people to go into themselves and ask themselves these questions and figure out their own futures, right? And just to be able, like you said, to be able to be alone with yourself. A lot of the times we're just, especially like, yeah, 2021, these past few years, you know, when is it something going on, right? But to really be able to be alone and practice that presence or practice gratitude to find beauty um, when your days aren't even pretty, right? To be able to find peace is just, thank you. Like that invitation to breathe into our bodies, to believe in our art, to believe that we can create beautiful things bigger than us, bigger than our dreams. Um, thank you so much for sharing that poem with me. Thank you. It was one of my favorites. I love it. How are you on your way, Jewel? Oh, I've been thinking about this question. Of all the other questions, I'm like, this one is easy. But this question, I don't know. Okay, so I'm on my way in a very purposeful way. I would say I'm grounded in purpose. I'm a very purpose-driven person. So everything that I do from my consulting to Art of Hearts, very purpose, purpose, purpose driven. And yeah, I would just say moving forward, I'll just keep grounded in that. It's been doing well for me so far. Back to the quote, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I stay very closely to my why. As you should, we need to. We need to remember our whys. We need to move things and, like you said, be and move with purpose. Be grounded in your purpose. Um, thank you so much for sharing just a little bit about yourself and your great organization. Tell the people where they can connect with you, where they can continue to buy the books and support Art of Hearts, Inc. Thanks. Um, so you can find out more about Art of Hearts on artofhearts.org. That's A R T. O-F-H-E-A-R-T-S dot org. 
Um, and then if you want to know more about me, jeweltolbert.com, J-E-W-E-L-T-O-L-B-E-R-T.com. Definitely hit her up. Definitely support, donate, and give what you can because think about all of the different initiatives or different campaigns or collectives that allowed you to be who you are today. And let's give back to the future. Thank you again, um, Jewel. I hope that this year continues to give you opportunities to expand your purpose, to be able to breathe into yourself and to believe that you are amazing. And I'm just so happy to be connected to you. To everybody who's listening, continue to find and reach and live beyond the boundaries and binaries and trust that your art will heal and move you forward unafraid. Until next time, this is Issa Cosette. Y'all be blessed. Thank you.